Welcome to the Developer Diaries. In this episode, we'll be talking to Craig Dennis about how he went from being a student to a developer to a developer educator and all of the challenges that he faced along the way. Just a little bit of context into why I'm doing this and how I got started. I feel like, especially last year when I first entered the tech industry, there was a lot of conversations around just like everyone got, everyone has to do a podcast. Like Mm. podcasts out there are just like getting so popular and you can like post them on TikTok and everything. And I had so much imposter syndrome around that topic being like, I just entered the industry. I'm not going to be good enough. Like, what am I going to, what am I going to talk to people about? Right. Um, And so I just, never did it because yeah. I was like, you know, it's better to just not try, you know, which is absolutely not true. Right. Um, but then this year I got a chance to be on like the sponsorship side of the Code Story podcast. Oh, and yes. have you heard of the Code Story uh-huh. podcast? Okay, yeah. sweet. Yeah. So yeah, we were sponsoring like five different episodes and I ended up being like in the planning and preparation team for all five episodes. Nice. Um, and I got a chance to be a guest as well. And I was like, I'm doing all of the work that's required to actually prepare a podcast, right? Yeah, like right. coming up with the stories, the yep. questions, dry runs, everything. Um, and I was like, okay, well, I know how to do all this now, so I might as well get well, started. Awesome. Um, so that's cool. where we are at right now. It's um, temporarily called or currently called the Developer Diaries. Ooh, okay. um, and I sort of want it to be less like a live stream where we're like oh my god we have all these questions and more of just like a chill laid-back conversation Uh about you your life as a software engineer and the you know the journey that you've been on so far and the challenges that you faced um and i really want to start like drawing parallels between those challenges and the ones that i've faced in my life and the ones that our audience has been facing in their lives as well and then take the lessons that you've learned and try to apply them to those challenges that we're facing. Awesome. That sort of yeah, that sounds that sounds amazing. The first like diary entry I really sure. wanted to think yeah, yeah, yeah. is who is Craig? So do you okay. mind just starting telling us a little bit about who you are? What's your background? Sure. Yeah. Um, well, hello, everybody <laughs> out there. Uh, my name is Craig. I am a, a developer educator uh, and I am a coder and a builder uh, by nature. Um, I have been in the game for a very long time. Um, I started when I was 16, actually. Mm-hmm. I, um, this, let's, let's, my, my 16 year old diary entry was yeah. I had, <laughs> I had a, uh, I had an application out to KFC, the Kentucky Fried Chicken and a Y2K company and KFC didn't call back. Now <gasps> they that, lost out on an amazing opportunity. And I could have learned how that, all that stuff works. Yeah. I never, I, I have never worked a cash register. So I think <laughs> I went right into, I went right into this field. Now what I was doing there was. I was putting stickers on mainframe tapes. So it was a Y2K company. Like I'm totally dating myself here, but <laughs> 16 at Y2K, you can figure out it hadn't happened yet. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, my dad uh, worked at this company and had a job posting when I was looking for it. And it was like, somebody put stickers on tapes. I was like, it's like, seems like my son could do that. <laughs> so so I, I realized that like, it's like, it's still, it's still, a, it was an awesome opportunity and a place of privilege with my dad worked there. And I, here I come to, yeah, sure. I'll try it. You yeah. know, and like, so, um, yeah, that's, that's where that got started. Awesome. Um, so becoming a developer yeah. now, I feel like everyone has their own sort of journey when it comes yeah. to becoming a developer. Yeah. Um, I think our journeys are sort of drastically different, but there's like two different points that I noticed are kind of similar where you mentioned um, when we were talking earlier about how at one point you were super into like, you had a bit of a STEM background, you were also into theaters, you were like playing the guitar. Yeah. Um, and then 
like snap to now where you're a developer advocate or developer educator actually mm -hmm. um but we're both in the devrel industry right and yeah. so i'm so curious to see like what got you down this path yeah. overall yeah um, and then we'll start diving a little bit into each of those aspects sure yeah so so um back back at this place where i'm putting stickers on there it took a long time it yeah. took like 30 minutes yeah. to to wait for these things to come and when that came i was like well what am i gonna do and so i was like well i guess i'll learn how to play guitar and so i did i learned on the job on the clock was learning how to play gu play guitar uh and i got kind of bored with that you know i was like okay so now what do i do yeah. and uh and then uh I was in theater at the time and I was like studying, um, study, I would study my lines, memorize those things. And then eventually I got bored mm -hmm. there and I started um, uh, asking, what can I do? I was like, surely there's something else I can do. Like, and so they just gave us some tasks and mm -hmm. like, that's kind of where, that's kind of where that went from. So like I, cool. I got some tasks and then was like, hmm, maybe I should try to automate this. Yeah. And it was a different time, right? You so, were just like yeah. bored out of your mind and you're like, this can definitely be done more efficiently. Yeah. Let me try to automate this. Yeah. And like, there's all these people around here coding and doing this stuff. And like, is, is this what code is for? Like I was in that, right, I was right. at like that level of like, not knowing what this stuff was really, other than my dad did it. And he was like super nerdy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. All right. So let's talk a little bit about how you went from becoming a developer to becoming a teacher, because that's yeah. a very, um, that's, a pretty common, you know, shift you see with like professors and teachers, but you're also not formally a teacher anymore, right? right? Like yeah, you yeah. kind of are, you're an educator, sure. it's in your title and yeah. it's in your trade, yeah. um, but you're not going to schools and talking or like colleges and talking, right? right. So what, right. what what did that shift look like? Yeah, that's a great, that's a great question. And the, the, the journey continues. So like I did the developing thing and I, I actually started like running my own company. I ended up in this really weird space where I was... Um, we acquired a company at mm -hmm. this Y2K place and they had Lotus Notes. I don't know if you know what Lotus Notes is. No, it's kind I have of, no it's idea. kind of disappeared. Right. It's like a, um, a work, workplace tool. It's like, it's like I, when I saw Retool, do you know Retool? Yeah. I, I, it's kind of like that where it's like this like workflow thing internally, typically. Like mm -hmm. you, you're like, oh, I need somebody to sign this. So it goes through these things. And it was a really nice thing, but very, it was made by this company called Lotus. Eventually got bit, bought by IBM. Got it. We acquired a company and they said, will you learn how to do this? Because I was in that place where I was learning. And they said, will you learn? So great opportunity, like gave, just gave it to me. And uh, the person who was teaching me quit, not because I, not because they were teaching they were me. like, oh, Craig's too good. I can't do this anymore. <laughs> basically now I'm this admin of this thing that I literally just started using. I have no idea what it is. So like just in the deep end of this, but it turns out that there's not many people that are doing that. And because I was there and the crazy opportunity, right? Just like out there opportunity. Um, I felt like I was able to go and uh, uh, keep going. And I ended up getting a lot of gigs because I ended up in some really strange places. Like um, I was working for um, some unknown uh, or uh, unnamed uh, telephone companies, but I worked with one and I fixed uh, their database to be just the way that they wanted it. And then they got acquired and they said, no, we wanted to do this. And I fixed it to do that. And then they got acquired by the same company again and they made me put it back. So like I got paid a bunch of money and I was like, what is this money just going all over the place? And um, back back in high school, back in those those early days, I was fascinated with Peace Corps. I always loved the, the concept of Peace Corps. We had a French teacher who went and he came and he shared pictures of like Peace Corps and it was just something I always loved but like I, I'm not very good in the outsides like uh, keep me inside I'm a, a, inside so like there was like stuff where I was like you know do you know how to 
they had the you know the typical thing is like dig a ditch or or things like that or or teach English. And I was like, I don't have any teaching background or anything like that. And while I was going through this, uh, uh, we'll say we'll say existential crisis of like, what am I doing? I'm just like moving this money around and like it's wild that I have this. Like like looking back on it, I have this opportunity to do this, and I'm able to continue to get jobs. I got to a place where I was able to hire people to get paid and I was getting paid off of the, like, just like, nice. what is this? How old are you at this point? Twenties in my twenties. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, uh, I guess we can go here. This is a dire entry. Yeah, we'll, we'll go yeah. here. Yeah. So I, I dated a woman mm -hmm. and she, um, she was a therapist or she was studying to be a therapist and we worked through some stuff. But what, what I'm talking about the crisis here. Right. And she basically was like, well, it sounds like you should use your skills for whatever. Like, have you ever dreamed of using your skills someplace? And I was like, oh yeah, the Peace Corps. And then yeah. she's like, well, let's look at it. And there was a technology thing that was coming out that year. They were introducing technology to the Peace Corps. Yeah. I was like, whoa. And you know, so the timing there the, is really was, perfect. Yeah. It was just yeah. perfect. And just like one of those like, ah, oh, and then, you know, our relationship fell apart because I went to join the Peace Corps, but she guided me there. And yeah, then she's like, yeah. you're running away from love. I'm like, no, <laughs> I'm running towards, towards love. Yeah, this is type of love, yeah. but yeah. <laughs> so the weird thing about the Peace Corps um, is you need to have a college degree. And we skipped, okay. we skipped this part. But yeah. when I was um, going through uh, working at this place, I was also about ready to go into college. And I did. I started college. Right. I was taking some courses that like, you'll hear this, right? You'll hear this from, from students of like, it's just outdated, yeah. right? Like you'll, you're learning stuff that's like outdated and like outdated then was like super outdated. So like I was learning COBOL, mm -hmm. like, like just bizarre. And like yeah. some of the people where I was working out were coding in COBOL, but like really like the new stuff, people weren't coding in COBOL. So it's kind of like, I know that this isn't worth it. And I'm starting to not like it, but I was loving what I was doing at work and not liking what I was learning. And I was like, well, maybe this is never even going to lead me there. And yeah. it, maybe that was a little bit of like a naive, I was a little punk rock at the time too. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I, I just kind of said, I don't think I want to do this. And at the time I was also double majoring because I love theater. Like I, nice. I'm super into theater. I love uh, specifically like comedy. I like, like that sort of stuff. And um, I, was double majoring which is a very strange double major for computer science and theater and I was hating them both and I was working full-time oh, and it was like what is the point yeah I was I was not loving it and I was working full-time and felt like is this gonna help me and I don't know I'm I thought maybe not and like I could do better work if I wasn't also trying to write these papers about waiting for Godot. Like I, I would be, it would be better. Right. Like, yeah. so, um, I dropped out, uh, and I'll, I'll pause there really yeah. quickly and we'll dive sure. deeper into that entire like journey and experience, sure. but it is so important. Like it's so valuable that you were actually working at the same time, because had you not been, you wouldn't have necessarily made that parallel of like, Hey, maybe what I'm doing right now isn't, you know, up to date with the technologies that I need to know. Yeah. Um, what about theater? What did you not like about theater? Yeah, it's, you know, like later in life, you kind of learn about the weed out classes. Mm -hmm. You know, they put you, they put you in these gigantic classes yeah. that they're like, if you're going to make it, you're going to make it through this. And I had to do it. You know, like, it's just horrible. Like, so I don't, nice. I don't like that bit of college. And I thought that was all of college. Right. Yeah. So like, 
I quit probably yeah. a little bit early when I hear because now when I talk to people like oh I loved college it's like you did like that was horrible <laughs> but like that first year is meant to be bad I, yeah. I think it is honestly I have a similar story where I failed my second class which was a weeder class mm. I remember like going into weeder. it thinking Ooh, yeah like um what did you call it I thought you called it Weeder as well. I didn't. I, I had a different name, but now, oh. now it forever it's, it's Weeder. weeder you, yeah. you re-indexed it. Just like literally weeds yeah. out the students yeah. that are like oh, not right. supposed to be in this major. Yeah. Um, I remember doing so well in my first class and the second class immediately failed. And just the entire journey from there was, is it that I am bad at this? Is it that I don't like it? Yeah. And I kept struggling between those two. And if, if you're bad at something, you can get better at it. Mm -hmm. But if you decide that you don't like it, it mm -hmm. is really hard to get better at it and like huh? convince yourself to put that time into it. Huh. Um, and so I, I ended up staying in college and started dropping out mostly because I'm an immigrant. I needed to have the degree to like get a job here. Um, but I hated, like I hated the entire computer science experience. And it wasn't until my senior year when I started learning coding outside of classes yeah. where I was like, oh, this can be fun. <laughs> this doesn't have to be right. as bad as I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Um, I what think were I, you coding? Um, Sorry, started, I'm going to flip the, I'll flip you know, the questions. Yeah, yeah. like a lot of the, like you said, right? Yeah. Things are outdated. Think they teach you things in college that might be really useful in some jobs and could be completely useless in others. Sure. We spent most of the time learning like C, C++, oh, those languages. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it wasn't until we got into web development where I was like, oh, this is cool. This uh -huh. is something that I actually yeah. enjoy. Yeah. So in my senior year, we were talking about my friend Daniel. He was a developer advocate and he was like, hey, you should try this. It's fun. And he was live streaming. So I would join him. And he would literally be like, okay, you teach yourself how to code, like do this. And I'd be like, I don't know how to do this. And he'd be like, well, Google it. Uh, so I'd just sit there on yeah. live stream for like hours, like trying to Google things and figure things out. And it was the most humiliating experience, but also really great to just like, you know, figure out what aspect of coding I liked, yeah. um, which is where I am today in my career as well. Yeah. Um, and build back that relationship that like college really broke off for me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, let's get back to talking yeah, to you yeah, about yeah. now, sure. which is like sure. after dropping out, you were talking about, you know, your entire experience yeah. and then going into the Peace Corps. Yeah, yeah. So so um, one of the one of the prerequisites for Peace Corps. So when I made right. the decision, I was like, it said that you needed a college degree. Mm -hmm. And I was like, uh -oh, I yeah. don't have one. But I also have all of this experience because like now we're looking, I think it was like 24, 25 when I started thinking about doing this. Um, and I've been doing it now for nine years, right? Like maybe maybe more like eight because of you know putting stickers on tape yeah. <laughs> like, well. <laughs> don't really qualify you but like um uh so yeah that's that's uh and so i just kind of was like well what if i tried like i'll just apply and try yeah. and see what happens and i got it and uh it was uh the the thing was teaching too when i was like oh okay, I'll be a teacher. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I would love to be, to, to, to go teach this stuff. I don't know how to do that. I, I loved, I, so, so like, one of the things that's interesting is like, I loved the teachers that, some of the teachers that I had in high school, like really motivated me to like, and, and save me from like some dark places too, right? You know, like high school's rough. Right, I'm, right. I'm watching my, I've got a little, a daughter who's like starting to get into middle school and like, oh, I forgot how dark that was. This yeah. is, this is rough. And those teachers really helped. Yeah. Like, and uh, so I always appreciated the profession. I, I know that I said I dropped. I dropped out. I, I, I'm sure that those weeder teachers yeah. <laughs> are, are great, uh, but you know they've got a job to do. So, <laughs> um, uh, so I always, I always liked the, the profession, but never thought about it as a profession. Right. So, um, yeah. So I got, 
I, I applied for it. It takes a while. Um, I went to some some places to learn about it, and then got placed in Guyana. Where did you uh, immigrate from? My family's from North India, but I was born and raised in Mumbai until I was like seven years okay. old. Okay. And then we started moving. My dad got a job in England, and okay. we, I thought it was like, oh, we're going to go to a completely different country. I didn't think too much of it until I moved to England, and I was like, this is so cool. Like it's such a <laughs> different, you know, environment. Yeah. Um, and then after that, every like three, two to four years, we would move to different uh, countries. Okay. So we moved to like Tunisia at first. I finished oh, off middle nice. school there and then went to Trinidad early high school oh years. Oh my gosh, Trinidad. Yeah. Oh, Trinidad Amazing, alone. Amazing, honestly. Are you Trinidad alone? <laughs> I'm not. I wish I was. <laughs> um, and then I moved to Turkey to finish off my high school years, oh, took wow. a gap year there, awesome. sort of like having an existential crisis at that point as sure. well. Um, I, I love listening to your story because there's so many interesting parallels with my own and like I know I've heard other students talk about their stories and everyone sort of goes through this in their own way in their yeah. own life yeah. um but yeah and then I, I came to college and that was pretty much it I I was like a straight A student until 10th grade and then the like very like last crucial years of high school yeah. I was, like my grades dropped oh, no. and I was like not about to graduate from high school so that was a little messy I did graduate okay. luckily um but that was sort of like, that's where the crisis came from. Like, oh my God, I've been a straight A student and a goody two shoes. And all of a sudden I'm not that and I'm escaping classes and I don't know what's happening. Yeah. And then I went to college thinking it would be like a fresh start. And then I failed my second class and oh. I was like, oh my God, this is not it. This yeah. is not the experience that I envisioned for myself. Um, but you know what? Like today where I am right now, I am so glad I went through those experiences earlier on because I would not know how to deal with them at this stage if I hadn't gone through them. Then, good, right? yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. yeah. And I think like you, going back to the story that you were actually talking about, um, about how your girlfriend at the time sort of helped you talk through that experience. Yeah. You initially were like, I, you know, I don't know how to teach. I don't know if this is the right thing for me. And then just like being able to go out there and talk to people yeah. and have a different perspective, tell you actually you can do those things. Yeah so important right yeah yeah for sure and that's literally what kept me in college as well which is like i was like oh my god i can't do computer science i'm not able like i'm terrible in these classes and it was just talking to other people like family and friends that were like no you can do it like yeah. this you yeah. just because you got that fail one time doesn't mean that it's going to define the rest of your life right which at the moment at the time it really feels like it was. yeah 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 and like I, I to get back to that to get let's get let's get back to that girlfriend a little bit yeah yeah oh, I'm, i just buzzed a little bit Sorry. No worries. Buzzing. We're buzzing all over the place. These notifications. <laughs> <laughs> these notifications. <laughs> um, so, so, you know, one of the things I, I'm sure that I'm, I'm sure I was running through some sort of freshman psychology uh, thing as we were going, uh, as we were dating, uh, which is it's always interesting. It's, it was. Uh, I feel like she probably got, got a lot from that and I got a lot from that. Um, one of the things that she was, she was making me realize was that like, yeah, but how did you learn this stuff? Like you're able to do this, like you're able to do this and make money and you want to share that with people. Like, how are you able to do that? And I have this really strange ability and I, I still, I don't really know what it is, but if I, if you give me a book, if you give me like a book of like a thousand page book about programming, I can read it in a couple of days and understand it and like, remember That's back to impressive. where it is. And it's strange and it's a weird thing to be able to do um, uh, and be able to like access it pretty quickly, yeah. um, which I know is, I, I know that that is some sort of just weird, weird gift that I've been able to do and I needed to do it for work. And right. I think it was from this like stress of like, you have this here, you're an, an, an administrator of this 
product. Um, you're going to give a talk next week on it. it's like, ah, so I got to go read this book about all the stuff, right. like just jamming that information in there. I think I had to do that enough. Um, like, and this is like pre-internet too. Like, like I did a lot of the stuff pre-internet, like we're literally talking about books, sitting in a Barnes and Noble, yeah. highlighting and reading and like, maybe not, maybe not highlighting cause I didn't buy it, but you know, like putting, <laughs> reading the whole book <laughs> section across. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Tom, so that's so interesting. You yeah. say that because you know, the requirement with the Peace Corps that you have to have a college degree, you yeah. have literally all of the college experience just without having gone to college. Cause that's what you do. Right? Yeah. You sit there, you cram information, yeah. you try to learn it as quickly as possible. And then just like be ready to jut it out when you need to. Yeah. Um, but yeah, sorry, continue. Yeah, no, yo, it, it totally. And like, I feel like when, when you do the interview, that's what they said, right? right? So they said, they said, oh, well, you have all this stuff. It's fine. Yeah. Um, so what happens is when you, when you go to country, so I went to a country called Guyana, which mm. is loves Trinidad, very yeah. similar to Trinidad yeah. uh, culture. Uh, not as many doubles, unfortunately. Oh, I wish. I know. So glad you know what I know. And they would come sometimes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, we, you know, there was, there was some Trinidadian restaurants there that we'd be able to do. But, um, so I was in uh, Guyana, which is a, a tiny little country in South America. It's an amazing country. It's beautiful. Um, and uh, it has a interesting history. Uh, and there's so many people that leave the country versus how many people live there. There's like 500,000 people that live there. Okay. And there's 800,000 Guyanese and Queens, wow. like alone, just Queens alone. So like there's more, yeah. the goal is to kind of get out of there. And right. understandably so, because the, you know, we don't need to get into that here on this, this is a different podcast, but like <laughs> colonization and they've taken all the natural resources okay. and there's no hope. Right. And the hope is to get out of yeah. there. And they've uh, been stripped of their resources. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. yeah. And, and the dream is to get out. And I do not fault anybody for wanting to leave, but at the same time, it's hard to leave. Yeah. And so you end up, you get end up, you end up in this place where you're kind of stuck there and there's no work. And that was kind of what this was about. This was like, can you show how you use computers to this, to these students? And so I got this incredible placement at a technical institute in um, a little part of the country called New Amsterdam, the oh. second largest city, about 20,000 people in it. It's awesome, awesome little town. Um, my uh, my now wife, uh, but then just Peace Corps mate, uh, <laughs> were the only two white people that walked into the town together. So we were immediately married. She was my wife as soon as we as soon as we met everybody. Like, how's your wife? Which like we're we're not married. Oh, oh, wow. Excuse me, we're not married. Now we are. So yeah. we're actually going uh, in June. They just saw the future, basically. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, you guys look good together. <laughs> <laughs> so this this is 20 years ago because we're going we're going in June and it's like our 20th anniversary. We're gonna bring the kids oh, there, so like yeah. very excited that everybody that did call it are now gonna get to see that. Yeah, this is you're gonna right. Be like, I told right. you. <laughs> told you. Yeah, they're like, you know, sucking their teeth at us. <laughs> told you. Oh. Uh, so um, I was just thrown in the deep end, and I I, I like the deep end. Like yeah. I I like if you give me. If you're gonna give me a problem, just give it to me. Like right. don't 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 ease me in. Just like throw, let let's go do it. Let's go learn how to do this. And it was hard because I, you know, you get this. You're not in the culture. Like I'm not part of the culture. I'm just some dude walking in. And I wanted to be really careful of that. And they teach it. They you know you you have Peace Corps training about being very careful about that because like you don't know what people need. Yeah. Like I don't think that you do. And they tell this awesome story uh, that happened. Uh, I think in Malawi, they brought uh, ovens to places where they didn't have ovens before, and they came back 
weeks later and they were using them for planters for plants because they're like, I don't need an oven. I already know how to do this. What are you doing? I don't need, because they they already have their way of doing stuff. Like that thing's really hot. And like, why do I need this? And so, but they were using it in, in the way that, and so like, that of like don't don't try to change stuff until you understand what's happening exactly yeah and that was awesome and an awesome like combination for me like educationally because i first of all i had never taught and i got up in front of a classroom full of students who were laughing at how i was speaking of course right you know like so they speak creoles in in Guyana, which is very similar to similar to like a it's like a light patois i'd say with like some a little bit of like pronoun flipping around okay. so like you know like what's patois oh it's a jamaican oh okay. the jamaican uh, yeah so so it's that that, that kind of like accent over the singing sing-songy accent over okay. the top of it so it's got a little bit of that yeah. but it's so it's creolese which is basically english but like things like give it she and and stuff like really hard t's like bathroom and mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know things that are pronounced a little bit differently like graf- graffiti or uh, yeah. dickeny you know so you're like what what i don't i but then eventually you get it yeah, you, yeah, you understand yeah. what it is but at first i sound so weird to them right mm-hmm. so i'm in front of this class i i have a in in two years i have my 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 guidelines are in two years the students will know how to save in microsoft word powerpoint excel oh. microsoft access it's like i have two years i like I don't have, and there's no internet. I have no internet. I have no books. Oh. I have some software, okay. and that is it. And it's like, whoa, how do I do that? And so I just used the help menu and kind of like went through that. But I, I started winging it, and I started like trying to figure out like, well, what do you use? Computers are new there. Right. So like some, some people came into this class and it was the first time they saw a computer, which is incredible. Like that is so neat that yeah. like there was these, uh, these Dell computers that were donated to them, uh, and they sat there and they're waiting for somebody to come show them how to use them. So it was like so rad to yeah. like, there, there were some, some people had them in their houses and they were starting to show up. Um, but they weren't really ever used. Uh, and it, it, it's kind of, it was kind of fascinating to be, to be in that spot of like, Oh yeah, I guess we all kind of take that for granted that we understand what this is for, and it's not this like, and just to just just getting to go to the root of that—that that it's not something to be afraid of, and like it's, but people also do stuff without them. Like they they would plan the the teacher planning. Yeah, they'd get this gigantic piece of paper and they would draw the schedule out by hand, and then the lady would type it one by one on the schedule thing through a typewriter and was like wow like that's amazing that you're still doing that but like also check this out (laughs) wait till you see this excited (laughs) about how they could do that exact same thing with a computer and just sort of like make that process more efficient but to them it's like why do why 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 do i need that exactly doing it exactly exactly what he talks weird and what why do I care? Yeah. yeah. Uh so so that's an interesting point, like building trust as yeah. someone who hasn't been a teacher before. Yeah. Um, and as someone who's not from there. Like how what was that like? Yeah, I mean I've I've I fell on my face like so yeah. many times. Um uh you know, I, I had to <laughs> I used to have to wear a helmet, right? Because you wear a helmet to ride your bike to there. And if, if you get caught by Peace Corps without wearing a helmet, you're gonna get kicked oh, out right. like this like wild rules and they're like, we don't wear helmets here. Like what are you doing? <laughs> and so they would And you're put, just like goofy yeah, guy, just yeah, like biking yeah. with a helmet. <laughs> and these these are like like first year like 
like freshmen and college age kids. So like they they finished their secondary or their high school years there. And they're just goofing around and there's this like silly dorky white dude in their class and they they put the helmet on and they like make fun of me and i like i just kind of leaned into it i was like yeah, yeah it, it is weird like yeah. I, I and i'm i like i have not and also being on that side of it has been was like so amazing to have that experience of like oh i know what it's like when everybody i walk into a room and everybody stares at me yeah. i know what that is and I, I i appreciate that and like also like I don't know and like help me like i don't know your culture help me with like, like i just yeah I, i've and i've lived in other places after after guyana yeah and that i always have that whenever i hear whenever i see somebody struggling at the bank or something with like an la it's like let's let me help can i help i speak a little bit of spanish i can probably get us get us through where you need to go yeah um but yeah so and uh, i'm sorry i kind of lost my, my train of thought there but um yeah so so getting in front of 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 people where I don't know what they're into. So like what I did was I would use the lessons to kind of teach me, mm -hmm. to teach me about the culture. And I was just kind of transparent. Okay. So I was like, so they, there's a mini bus culture there and we're, we're on Excel. So we've gone to Excel. I, I showed them how to teach, do their schedules. Cause that's, yeah. that's the one thing I understand that you need to know what your schedule is. Let's build Excel schedules. Here's where your classes are. They're having fun in there. They're doing like incredible word art stuff. Like, yeah. like I didn't even know word art could do some of the stuff that they were doing. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> uh, and, uh, uh, there's a, there's a, uh, pretty interesting mode of transportation there called a minibus. Um, and oh, when I say they're, I'm talking 20 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> so at the time, I, I'm not sure if this still exists, but they're like minivans with like five rows of seats mm -hmm. in them. Uh, and some of them, they had different names for them. And I didn't know what they all meant. And so, you know, there's one called a boom boom. And it would like, it had a really loud speaker system. And like, okay. if you ended up, everybody wanted to get into it. So it was like overcrowded. It was so loud. You couldn't see. Yeah. And they would like play the same kind of like, um, at the time, it was called the Juicy Rhythm. They play this like uh, the same song over and over again, just with, like different people on top of it. Yeah. Um, if we were, th it's this like would be a party bus. Yeah, the yeah, party bus that. exactly. And then there was one called the Cork Ball, okay. which Cork Ball, you know, like so. It's like there's this like it's it's not up to nobody really wants to get on it. It's not crowded. It's not also not like decked out. So it's mm. like, well, let's, let's take a look at, do, does anybody in here know any drivers of these things? And they're like, yes, my dad is, or yeah, my, my brother or my, or I have one. Right. Yeah. It's like, let's, let's break out the costs. And so okay. we use the spreadsheet to show that the cork ball is actually more efficient uh, than what it was. And we were able to do that. And they were like, what? and then they were playing with the, the stuff, you know, like loving the fact that they were talking about that. Yeah. So, that was like, whoa, this is powerful. If I can, if I can like line up with what you're interested in, you will take this information. Cause I was having a hard time. I was having a hard time breaking through. Cause it's like, what, dude, what is this guy talking about? Right. And, uh, you know, they were like, they were making flyers for, uh, their parties that were coming up. Right. So they were do these, like these things called glow parties, which like, again, what the heck is a glow party today? We're today, we're going to use word art. And we're going to figure out how to make a flyer that looks good. And we'll figure out how to line the stuff up, right? Like, cause that's a, that's a skill that you might not, you've never played with it before. Right. And this is the only time too, like that th this class is when you get to play. Yeah. So that was cool. Make it a class. Like, that's really awesome. Um, I think it's when, it, when, when you're a teacher, right? I think one of the most difficult things to learn, but also one of the most valuable lessons to learn is that like every 
student as an individual and they all have their own ways of learning, right? Like you can't have a one size fits all for right. people. And I think that's what you're sort of talking about where you couldn't, even if you had your own game plan, even if you had teaching experience yep. in the US, you couldn't have applied that to the students over right. there. Or if you did, they would have been bored out of their minds. They right. would have sit, sat there and just like talked to each other and like not paid attention. Yeah. Um, and just like being able to be present in that moment and be like, let me learn from you. Let me figure out what you're interested in and let me apply these skills to the problems that you're trying to solve. Um, even if that is making a flyer for a party, yeah. right? That's, yep. that's a problem that needs to be solved. Yeah. Um, that That's such a like important lesson that I feel like more teachers need to think about yeah. too, right? Um, yeah. Regardless of where you're teaching or who you're teaching to. Yeah. Um, all right. Um, and then sort of like literally just talking a little bit about the value of the skills that you have and how they applied to your teaching job at the Peace Corps, but then also how these lessons that you've learned um, apply to the job that you're in mm -hmm. right now, right? Like yeah. as a teacher, yeah. do you have any, like, can you draw any parallels from what you've learned in Guyana or just in your time there to what you're doing now? Yeah, I, I, I am a huge fan of uh, having to teach to constraints. So like this, there were blackouts that would often happen. Mm -hmm. So like I'm teaching a class, blackout mm -hmm. what do we do how do we do this what now we are different now we have this different constraint um and the constraint is there's no power and i have a room full of students that we're, we're trying to teach and so like yeah. i would come up i would have to come up with like how do we do that so like okay so now it's it's off we're gonna go and take a look at the insides of this computer because we're gonna try to have to fix these these are gonna break here these computers eventually are gonna break let's let's figure out how to switch this fan out let's put this memory in uh, one of my favorite ones that like, I, I didn't, I, I wish I had this earlier, but, um, I would just start playing Jeopardy on the board. We had these gigantic whiteboards and then yeah. the show, uh, for some reason, the, <laughs> Jeopardy was on like seven hours a day <laughs> yeah. on the TV, like just repeats of it. And they love, they love the, the style and the what's yeah. it. So like they understood the game and it was this like shared culture that we had and I could put what we were learning on it and they would go nuts. And all the teachers would come up, like the other teachers would be like, what's happening up here? Is everything okay? Like what they're learning, you know, like having this, fun while yeah. learning what? And it was this, again, like that, like as soon as you can like get it in the right spot of them having fun is the trick. Yeah. And like, I've, I've used that my whole rest of my career. So, so yeah. That is amazing. Yeah. All right. I think this is the end of the who is correct journey, okay. right? Um, and after this, we're going to start talking about something that you mentioned a little bit earlier where your entire journey has essentially been winging it. Yeah. 